0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. Meet Calvin. Hi. Calvin won 50 bucks off his roommate. That's because Calvin has the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Which he used to make a pasta song playlist. I'm a genio-ky. Calvin blasted this on repeat after betting his roommate couldn't complete a four-day juice cleanse. Oh, I can. The song Proper Papardelle pushed him over the
1: edge. Mm. I love carbs!
0: Good thing Calvin is one of millions with the iHeartRadio app. Download it today and get paid to ruin your roommate's stupid cleanse, like Calvin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan, and while we have another Gap Week in programming as we finish up the regular CT season with the Shiseido Tahiti Pro presented by Outer we do have a fresh episode of One on One to enjoy hosted by Joe Trapel and featuring a conversation with Caroline Marks, filmed last month in South Africa. The Shiseido Tahiti Pro, presented by Outerknown, the final stop of the regular CT season, has a lot on the line. First and foremost, it will decide the WSL Final Five men's and women's surfers, who will compete for the world title at September's Rip Curl WSL Finals at Lower Trestles. On the men's side, we had three slots locked with Felipe Toledo, Ethan Ewing, and Griffin Colapinto all decided before Tahiti. But Ewing has had to withdraw from the final event of the regular season after suffering fractured bones in his lower back while warming up at Chopu. His status for the finals is undetermined at this point, as are the final two positions on the men's side, currently being sought after by Zhao Shianka. Iago Dora, Gabriel Medina, Jean-Jean Florence, Leonardo Fieravanti, and Ryan Callanan. On the women's side, we have Carissa Moore, Tyler Wright, Caroline Marks, and Molly Picklum all locked in for the Rip Curl WSL Finals, and the final spot being battled for by Caitlin Simmers, Stephanie Gilmore, and Tatiana Weston-Webb. Secondly, the event will play a role in finalizing the Tier 1 qualifiers for the 2024 Olympic Games, also being held at Tiopu. The Shiseido Tahiti Pro presented by Outer Known is currently underway and likely running when this episode airs, so be sure to check it out at worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. And before we get to today's one-on-one episode, uh, it's important to acknowledge the devastation that's happened in Maui as a result of the wildfires over the last week. The Lahaina community has not only produced world-class surfers of their own, but it is a special place in the hearts of the Hawaiian community and the surfing world at large. The WSL is supporting efforts on the ground and will support in recovery efforts as well. If you're able to, please consider supporting as well. All right, please enjoy One-on-One with Joe Terpel and Caroline Marks. The good old clap pike one. that's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I
2: did, I wanted to be a world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest?
0: We can shut you. f***ing And then I'll just say, put him up once, let's go. He's like, he looks too pretty on the way, get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want. I thought you were boxing.
2: Caroline, how's it
1: going, Joe? Good. Nice to see you. Ah, uh,
2: thanks for joining us. Thanks
1: for having me. Have a seat. Perfect. This is like pretty cool, just having a combo with Joe. How fun, yeah? <laughs> yeah this super is great. Fun.
2: This is great.
1: Yeah, I love it.
2: That was like a movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Easy. We got to feature in acting. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Take two. Yeah. Have you ever done that before?
1: Um. No, actually. Nice. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that. I've done like the walk up and down the beach a lot, but never like yeah. just give you a hug and introduce. I don't know.
2: I've always heard um Red Bull does like a lot of training with like Yeah stuff like interviews and everything. Uh huh. Do they do that?
1: Yeah. I've had a few like, I don't know, courses on like social media classes and stuff like that. It's super interesting for sure. Oh cool. And interviews and like sometimes you do an interview and people ask you stuff you don't want to talk about and it's like they kind of teach you how to, like, direct it so you want to, like, um, they do it so you get the point across that you want to, not, like, what they want to. Right. it's uncomfortable. You can
2: kind of take control.
1: Right, exactly.
2: Oh, that's cool. And they
1: teach you, like, it's okay if you don't want to answer a question. Definitely. That was a big thing for me because I was, like, what if they ask something you don't talk about? And I'm, like, it's easy just to say, like, oh, we're not talking about that or, like, you kind of direct the question in a way that it kind of answers it, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, totally. Like, it's like a and safe. then if you
2: have to, you can say, let's move on. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love saying in some of your heats, Caralupo, Okaline. <laughs> who gets credit for giving you that nickname?
1: Gosh, that's a, um, that's a funny question because I, I feel like I've heard that since I've been kind of little, I think since like the Fox states and I wrote for Fox, uh, Frankie D'Andrea kind of started me with that name um, and um, just a few friends from Florida that I grew up with, uh, surfing with um, just would call me, yeah, Caralupa or Aqualine or uh, Lupo, I don't know, I got a lot of nicknames, um, but yeah, it's very flattering because Aki is one of my favorite servers ever, so it's just a flattering thing. Um, But yeah, I don't know, just people started saying it, and I'll just roll with it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's
2: the goofy thing, and obviously the greatest goofy footer ever, Mark Acalupo. Do you watch a lot of tape from from Aki?
1: Yeah, I actually was watching um, his skins uh, when he won, like, all those skins at Bells uh, yesterday, and I was just kind of getting all psyched for just J-Bay. I feel like that was kind of a good clip to watch before surfing this wave, so... I do watch him often and try to serve like him. I don't know how well it's working, but
2: <laughs> Why is yeah. his backhand so good? Why, do, why is every backhand compared to his?
1: I don't know, I, maybe just the way he like just positioned himself like on the wave and his timing and um, just like, yeah, how flowy he is in between maneuvers. I think like his style, just his bottom turn is like a whole turn in itself. Like the turn he did at Bells this year was pretty incredible. I think he got an eight for one turn. It was really like two turns because his bottom turn was like a whole turn and then the top turn was like amazing. So yeah.
2: Pretty crazy in surfing. Yeah. For how long he's been retired. I mean and the way he still surfs today but how we're still looking at what he does and his type of surfing would fit into the criteria today too.
1: Yeah for sure. I mean it's it's pretty incredible. I think he's kind of a surfer that is never going to kind of go out of style. Um, You're always gonna hear like, you know, oh, Aki, like, surf like Aki, you know, whoever it is in many future generations. And I think that's really cool. Um, Same with Andy and Bruce and guys like that, Kelly Slater, and the list kind of goes on and on. I know I'm forgetting a lot, but people like that, you know, I feel like you're always gonna, you know, hear their names just because they've left such a great legacy and um, they're just styles or ones to remember.
2: How does it feel when people say you've got the best backhand on tour?
1: Yeah, it's obviously like super flattering and really cool, and um, yeah, I guess like flattering is the best way to kind of answer that. Is it, yeah, it just feels really good, I guess.
2: <laughs> let's go back a bit. Let's go actually. Let's go really far back. Your earliest, most vivid surfing memory.
1: Yeah. um... It's funny because I, I used to ride horses a lot, and that's kind of what I remember doing when I was little, to be honest, not really surfing. Um, my oldest brother actually was like the surfer in the family, and I was just the farm girl and rode horses, and, um, and I kind of just like, it's kind of just what I did, but I guess my first memory on a surfboard... Um, was just kind of surfing behind my house in Florida and just kind of wanting to be like my brothers, like that's it, just coming and crying if I didn't hit a section that they wanted me to, like that's my memory of like growing up and surfing in Florida. Um, Yeah, it was cool, like we were able to walk to the beach and um, you'd surf with like your school teachers, you know, it's just, it was a small little town I grew up in, so that was really cool and I guess that's like really my first memory of surfing and starting this whole journey.
2: What's the wave like by your house?
1: Um, it's just like a little beach break. And um, yeah, obviously, Florida, you know, it's known for like, kind of like shorter period swells and wind swell, And so when the wind comes up, you're actually stoked because there's waves. Um, but yeah, just a fun little beach break, lefts and rights. And yeah.
2: I love these early stories. I mean, you did mention come in crying because uh, <laughs> your brothers wanted a lot out of you, right? The way to help you surf and not hold back and they expected a lot out of your performance huh
1: yeah for sure I mean at the time I was like gosh you guys are so mean but now I'm like grateful for it because I feel like I wouldn't really be in the position I am without them at all I don't even know if I would have started surfing if it wasn't for my brothers um it really all just stemmed from wanting to be like them and I've always loved the ocean and um always thought surfing was really cool but I just kind of did it because they did it you know um so yeah, they definitely expected a lot out of me, and I think they knew my potential better than I did. I didn't really know, and um, the whole thing was just super new to me. And, uh, but yeah, I'm stoked they did that. And I know they're they brutal, but they're also like really supportive, so <laughs> they weren't all bad.
2: <laughs> Let's uh, name the siblings oldest to youngest.
1: Yeah, so it goes Luke, um, Zach, myself, jack dawson and victoria so one of six
2: so cool and you are the where do you fit in i'm third right right in the
1: middle yeah oh perfect yeah awesome (laughs) yeah
2: who would you say pushes you the most in surfing or is it a collective effort
1: um gosh i think probably my two older brothers probably luke luke and zach i'd say the most um that's kind of who got me into surfing and um Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, definitely them. The whole family pushes me for sure, but I'd say my two older brothers, definitely.
2: Who's the funniest?
1: (laughs) That's a hard one. Everyone's got such a different personality, and um, everyone kind of wants to one-up each other and has their own thing going on. Like, you know, someone will be like, oh, you're a surfer, so I'm not going to be a surfer. I'm going to be a skater or snowboarder. Like, that's kind of how it is, or I'm going to go into business. And, you know, like, um, so everyone's got their own thing going on, Um, but... Gosh, my little brother Dawson's really funny, his character. Everyone's pretty funny, though, I'd say, for sure.
2: Who's the smartest?
1: Uh, (laughs) My brother Zach, for sure. He um, created business, and he knows how to write code. It's like, yeah, he's definitely the smartest, for sure.
2: (laughs) That is right. He's going to
1: hate that I say that. He's always like, people think I'm so smart because I started a business. I'm like, you are smart.
2: It's a compliment. Own it, right? Own that. Yeah, Yeah, that's a gift, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thinking about you, describe yourself as a surfer.
1: Um myself as a surfer. I don't know. <laughs> this is always a weird one. I don't really know how to explain myself, but yeah, I feel like I'm more of like a um I don't know, I feel like I put a lot of pressure on my back foot when I surf, more of like a powerful surfer, I guess, low center of gravity. Um and yeah. <laughs> no shame. You, yeah. No shame. Do you want me to talk about I can yeah, talk about you it all day. You talk, yeah. I don't- yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. I feel awkward, like I don't want to. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, okay. Let's
2: let's start with this one. Maybe we'll go back to it. Uh describe yourself as a competitor.
1: Competitor. Um Wow, yeah, definitely I'm definitely super competitive competitor. <laughs> um I've always been competitive since I was little. Um just with everything whether it was a card game or an actual competition or whatever, you know. Um but yeah, I think I don't know, just aggressive, I guess. I don't know. Just um kind of extreme like if I want to do something I really want to do it like I want to am gonna try my hardest and I'm gonna give it my all no matter what you know so um yeah
2: <laughs> and you probably thank your family for giving you that competitive spirit
1: yeah absolutely for yeah. sure
2: were you uh, a good loser were you a good sport when you were playing games with your with your siblings
1: not really no I would have a meltdown and not be stoked and it'd be like this huge family talk at dinner and um, yeah, a lot of tears and stuff. I I wasn't, I don't, I don't know if it was because I was a sore loser. I think it was maybe just because I hated that feeling so much. Um, I feel like I've gotten better at it, you know, just being like, okay, like, um, instead of just being so hard on myself, I'm like, Hey, there's, this is a way to learn, you know, where I used to just be like, um, like just, yeah, I don't want to say what I thought, but just like the worst, just like this, like, (laughs) You're not allowed to put that up. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> no, this is your interview. Yeah, yeah we can. Um, I might come with you in a second on this <laughs> if I'm feeling it.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess, yeah, I was just so competitive. Obviously, like, um, when you really want to win at something and you lose, it's the worst feeling ever. So just a lot of tears and, um, yeah, so I'm maybe not the best loser when I was little <laughs> at all.
2: That's how you learn, huh? For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So. It makes you want to win. Do you think you have to have a bit of that on tour? You know, of that, like, almost that, like, hate of losing? It's that feeling you're trying to avoid at all costs. Do you need that to be at this level?
1: For sure. I think there's a really good balance. Um, You know, I think I'm still learning about it for sure. You know, I'm still – I haven't mastered either. You know, I'm still learning how to take the losses. Obviously, some are harder than others, but I do think you have to hate losing to want to win for sure. I I just think – when you do lose, you just have to, you know, learn from it. And I think that's been my biggest thing this year even is being like, okay, like, um, how am I going to learn from this? Because when you when you lose, that's kind of when you learn the most. When you win, you know, it's pretty easy to be like, hey, I won. Like, I did everything right. It's, it's a lot harder to go back and watch your heats and just see what you did wrong when you win, you know. So I think now when I lose, I just really try to learn from it and it just makes it a little bit easier even though it's the worst feeling in the world.
2: <laughs> when, when, we wa- when we watch your amateur career, when we did watch your amateur career you know and reading press releases it always just seemed like you're always winning. Uh, was that the case or were there people that were pushing you a lot as a kid?
1: There's definitely people pushing me for sure um, but yeah I feel like my amateur career um, everything just happened really fast you know I started surfing and then um, I just kind of did these amateur contests and um, things just started happening and um, sponsors started coming. And um, I don't know, just stuff just kind of happened. And even the year I qualified, you know, I was just trying to get experience that year and then I ended up making the tour. And so um, I feel like I didn't really think about anything besides just like surfing. And I think that's what helped me do so good. So. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
2: (laughs) Do you remember, like, getting sponsored for the first time and what that felt like?
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely looked at my older brother and was like, wow, it'd be so cool to have, like, stickers on your own board. And I used to write all of his, like, hand-me-down boards. So I would always, like, dream of, you know, yeah, having my own sponsors and my own, like, clothes being sent to the house. And I thought that was, like, so cool. So... Yeah, definitely when I had my first sponsor, it was like a dream come true, for sure.
2: What was your first sponsor?
1: Uh, Fox, actually. Yeah, so... You
2: remember, like, signing a contract and everything? Uh, Or did you... You uh, were just surprised so little. I don't even know
1: if that happened. (laughs) It probably wasn't that deep, but um, just even getting clothes or whatever deal I was on, I don't really remember, but um, I just remember feeling really cool putting a sticker on my board. I feel like when you're young, that's almost cooler than the money. You don't even think about the money. It's more just like, oh, I got a sticker on my board, like, and people know I'm sponsored, you know? So... um, yeah.
2: <laughs> do you ever just sit sometimes and just laugh and go, I get paid to go surfing?
1: Yeah, it's definitely crazy. You know, I think um, it's like the coolest thing ever. And I think sometimes when you, you know, have a hard loss or whatever, you just remind yourself that like, hey, like no matter how hard it gets, you know, I get paid to do what I love and that's, there's nothing better than that.
2: It's funny talking about your amateur career and then you go, hang on, your phone rang at 13 <laughs> to go be a wild card at Lower Trestles when that was a regular season event. I mean, what an experience. I think that's still the record for youngest to get the call up as a wild card. What do you remember about that experience?
1: Yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. I um, I just remember being, like, super, super, super nervous and being like, holy cow, this is, like, crazy, you know? And I just remember being really starstruck, and I got the call up, like, the night before. Um, so, yeah, I just remember there's a lot of nerves and um, just seeing, like, Carissa Moore and... Um, I remember she was like in my first heat, I think, and I was just so starstruck by who was in my heat, and um, the waves were firing. I remember it was like offshore and really fun. It was just a really cool experience. My family was there, so it was pretty awesome, but um, definitely was like really starstruck for sure.
2: At that point, was it, was there an expectation, or was it like, hey, let me just survive this moment?
1: Um, I definitely think since I was little, I've always put a lot of pressure on myself and um, high expectations, and so even though I was like looking back, I'm like, gosh, I was 13, like I should have not have any pressure on me at all. But obviously, you know, you want to perform well and surf well. And I think that's that's really where it came from is I didn't really care about the result. Then it was more just like, hey, I just want to like put a great performance on and get good waves and not fall on every wave type of thing um, and survive the moment and just kind of enjoy it. But yes, yeah, it's, it's funny to look back on, you know, for sure.
0: Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash lineup.
2: There's There's this rad, you still have this by the way, this rad Grom nature about you, which I think is just what we all strive for. Just that youthful energy and stoke on surfing and you know meeting you around that time at 13 it just you just had this happy-go-lucky ready to rip and let's see how i go against my heroes which was really special but at the same time when you're breaking records of being the youngest to get a wild card the youngest to qualify are you starting to go hang on like what kind of gift do i have here and does that give you like pressure to use it in the right way or was it all just kind of happening so fast you're just taking it and running with it
1: yeah i feel like um definitely a lot of it was happening so fast i think the beauty about being young is you don't really think about anything and that's what helps you do so good is you kind of just all you're worried about is your next wave and um your next surf that's all really that's going on your head and that's like just the beauty of um of being young and having no pressure on you and so i feel like then i didn't really have any thoughts of like oh where is this gonna go i just kind of was just rolling with it and it's like sweet surfing's fun and that's all i care about and um let's just keep it going you know um and then obviously, as you get older and you start, um, you know, accomplishing a lot, I think that's when the pressure starts to come in uh, from other people and, and on yourself, especially is like, okay, how am I going to keep living up to these expectations and how am I going to do better than that? And so um, I think it's only natural to feel that. But um, yeah, at the time, I definitely was just <laughs> kind of just didn't really have much going on in my head and just kind of surfing, to be honest.
2: Uh, that's what we're all trying to get. Right, like you exactly. Just clear your mind from any distractions <laughs> yeah, and surf. For sure, 100%. Oh, that's awesome. I remember, uh, gosh, rookie season semifinal at Bells. I, th- I saw you after, and I remember just my perception of your reaction to losing the semifinal. I'm just like, she's not done yet. Like, <laughs> you did not want to be done yet. You still had more surfing to show. Uh, do you remember that feeling, and was that pretty accurate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I remember that was such a cool event because I got to see Mick retire, which was like so awesome to see, and I'm so stoked. I got to see him surf a few events um, on my first year on tour. And, um, Yeah, I remember I lost to Steph in that heat, and she ended up winning the contest. So I think, yeah, I definitely when you lose, you definitely just want to keep surfing, especially as a Grom. You're like, I remember the waves were firing, too, and I just wanted to kind of keep surfing. And um, so, yeah, I remember that feeling. That was a really cool day, Um, even though I lost. You know, it was just, like I said, really cool to see Mick retire. And um, yeah, it was just a really special day for sure.
2: Yeah, I think it's funny because you've obviously had wins, but there's something in that day where I was like, you're not done yet. You have more to show, which was I couldn't wait to see you in the jersey again to see what you were going to do. Rookie year, very successful. Second year, runner up in the world, which was really impressive, and qualifying for the Olympics as well. You obviously started adjusting the surfing against your heroes and, and found that real hot streak of a winning feeling. Uh, it felt like your second year on tour, it was like night and day with how comfortable you were getting on tour.
1: For sure. And I, I definitely, definitely felt that. You know, I think um, just kind of going to, those, you know, places like Margaret's and um, Bell's and, you know, J-Bay and almost like majority of the tour I haven't been to ever in my life. So I think um, some of those waves are really important to have experienced. I think just even going there once and just kind of getting the vibe of like where to stay and what restaurants to go to and what the waves like and what boards to bring and um, all that just really helped me for my second year. And obviously also just having the confidence um, after my rookie year. You know, I didn't know how my rookie year was going to go. Um, I kind of, I almost wasn't even going to do that year. You know, it was definitely a big conversation with my parents and my team of like, okay, like you're still in school. Like you haven't graduated high school. Like who's going to go with you? Like, um, and obviously I really wanted to do it, but I just wanted to make sure I had like the right support system. And so, um, yeah, so I think just after having one year under my belt and um, having some good results just kind of gave me a lot of confidence of like, yeah, I belong here. And um, that really helped me kind of have a successful second year on the tour.
2: You're one of the first people I thought of when Caitlin Simmers made her announcement to postpone her rookie debut. What was your reaction to that?
1: Yeah, look, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. And, um, I definitely really respected her decision and, um, yeah, look, like I think, and unless if you're like hundred percent ready to do it and really want to do it, like, um, I don't really think you should. And I think if you're kind of having any doubt, um, obviously I think the big thing for her as well is like having that support crew and kind of just um, making sure you have that support on the road because that's a really big thing that um, you know is really important you're going to all these different countries and you're away from your family and friends that you're used to being with every day so I think that was the biggest thing and so um, I chatted to her a little bit about it and um, you know I was like hey you're so young like it's so cool to That you qualified already like it's an incredible accomplishment but you're gonna make it again next year so just like whatever decision you know makes you happy most comfortable like stick with that so um yeah i thought it was cool and like i said if whatever makes you feel most comfortable you should do
2: that's cool and you must be kind of reliving some of things through her eyes a bit as she's like winning her first couple of events Is, is that bringing you memories for yourself as well
1: yeah absolutely i when i see her i definitely see like um just a girl that just wants to surf. And I think that's like the coolest thing ever is when you're super clear-minded and the only thing that's in front of you is like your next wave. And so I think that's like the best mindset to have. And that's definitely what I see in her. So it's really cool to see.
2: you've seen a lot in a short period of time, you know, looking at the last <laughs> handful of years, how would you describe the state of the tour now and what kind of surfing is happening on the big stage?
1: Yeah, it's incredible um, to see how much it's evolved is like amazing, especially on the women's side. It's pretty incredible. So um this is the first year I'm experiencing a lot of new faces I think my first couple years on tour it was kind of me as a young one and then like everybody else and so um I feel like now like kind of myself and like this generation um I feel like we are a part of all the same generation you know give or take a couple years but um I feel like now it's just kind of a a little bit of changing of the guard but obviously still like the yeah I feel like there's kind of a new generation coming up and starting to, you know, take over and um, starting to get in a mix with, like, the, the older girls, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, it's awesome to be a part of. It's awesome to see. And um, I do feel like I have seen a lot in a short amount of time. Um, I think sometimes people forget, like, they're like, oh, you're a veteran. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm 21. 21. Like, <laughs> 21-year-old veteran. I think it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I just try to take it as a compliment. But, um, yeah, it's really cool to see. And, um, you know, I think it's just going to keep the progression is just going to keep getting better and better and um, I'm excited to see it and be a part of it and should be fun.
2: Is this a year where we're going to have a new champion? I mean, think about the last 15 years, three surfers, you know, it's Carissa, Steph, Tyler.
1: Wow, it's crazy. I didn't even know that. Isn't that wild? (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Is that going to change this year?
1: I think there's a chance. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, Carissa is in really good form this year and um, Steph, obviously what she did last year was incredible and Um, Tyler too, like all those girls I have so much respect for and they're so gnarly and been dominating for years and years, Um, but yeah, look, they're definitely gonna be a new champion this year and uh, we'll see, I guess we'll see in September.
2: It's funny thinking about your career. I think you had Tyler Wright at Lowers when you were 13 and then you had Tyler in the final at El Salvador and got a big win. It's like lots happened from that little (laughs) kid and then to the surfer you are today. What's it like surfing against a world champ? Is it different than anyone else on tour? And how do you approach it?
1: Yeah, um, that's funny. I, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, obviously, when you surf against the world champs, you know, they're world champs for a reason. Um, you can't really make any mistakes against them, and you obviously have to surf your best. And so, um, but yeah, obviously, I it, at the same time, I don't really think of them as like any different heat. I kind of just, you know, go out there with my plan, and I'm kind of in in my world and not really worry about the other person. But then again, they are world champs for a reason, and you know, you don't want to make any mistakes against a world champ, that's for sure.
2: Is there someone on tour that you just love to compete with, where mm-hmm. you're like, I can't wait?
1: Yeah, I, I enjoy competing against everyone. It's a lot of fun. Um, I definitely love competing against Carissa and, and Steph. I think they're two servers that really kind of bring the best out in me, and it's just a fun challenge. Obviously, they've been dominating the sport for so long before, way before I qualified, and um, now still when I'm on the tour, so. It's really fun to be up against the champs and the best, I think, Um, it's really cool.
2: Yeah, what a rad opportunity, huh? For sure. This, well, before we get to this recent win, kind of where you're sitting now and you look at everything you've accomplished, is there one moment in your career that you're the most proud of?
1: Yeah, um, I think definitely the Olympics was a big one for me. Um, At the time, I think I was oblivious to how big the situation was um, and how cool it was to qualify for the Olympics. My parents kept saying, like, oh, do you know how cool this is? And I was like, yeah, like, (laughs) but in a way, I think it was really cool um, just because I was like young and oblivious to the whole situation. And looking back, I think, you know, the Olympic qualification was like a big one for me that I'm really proud of. And um, it was definitely one of the coolest experiences I've had. And just like representing your country is was just such a rad feeling. Um, And I think that Gold Coast win, just getting that first win and first win of the season and first equal pay was like kind of a really special feeling and. Had my whole family there, so um, I just remember, like, running out of the water and, like, hugging my older brother because he was the one who got me into surfing. So it was, like, a really special moment. Um, and I don't think that win would have been as special if it wasn't for them being there, you know. So um, that was just a really cool moment, and it was really emotional. And so, yeah, it was, I don't know, maybe those two moments
2: <laughs> for I'll, sure. I'll never forget seeing your dad yeah. <laughs> when you qualified for the Olympics. It was on Maui, and I couldn't imagine a more proud person in the world of his daughter and He just kept going. Wow. We I guess you have family members that have served and you know protected the freedom of the United States yeah. and He was getting teary-eyed just if I could tell it was hitting his soul How much it meant that you were gonna represent USA and it was gonna say marks on your back, you know And I'll never forget that. What was it like seeing him after you heard the news?
1: Yeah, that's really cool I um Yeah, like his dad, you know, my grandpa was really, really, really into sports. And so I think, um, you know, since I was little, he's always been really into sports and in the Olympics. And so I think for them, that was huge. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't think in the moment I really realized how big of a deal that was. I was just pretty young and oblivious to the situation. And um, once I got to the Olympics, then I started to realize like, wow, this is like incredible. Like, this is so cool. And so yeah to have them all there you know they came to the gold coast that year and then they came to maui so um they came to the first and last events and it was just so great to have them there for that support and um there was a lot on the line that week in maui a lot of pressure and so just to have them there and kind of get my mind off of it and just keep it light and fun was awesome and so yeah i think what makes our journey so special is like sharing what people we love and having them there and so to have my family there watch me um you know qualify and just to to give them a big hug after it happened, after walking up the cliff was just like the best feeling ever. So, um, yeah, it was a really cool moment.
2: I think we're finding something here. How special your family is to you. I feel like <laughs> they your brothers.
1: everywhere. <laughs> your brothers
2: are like good luck charms, aren't they? Like yeah. it seems like they're at every win, right?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was actually um, uh, my oldest brother Luke hasn't been to an event since the Gold Coast. And he came to El Salvador here and I was talking to Seth because, you know, he's he knows he's like he's surfing as those guys a little bit. And so he was like, if you win this event, they got to come everywhere. <laughs> and so I ended up winning, which was crazy. I'm like my brother's two for two with me. So that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I just think kind of I feel like I do my best surfing when I'm just kind of happy and in a good mindset. And so when I'm around them, they're like my best friends. And so it just keeps everything lighthearted and fun and um yeah, it just makes me, I don't know, surf better maybe, I don't know, <laughs> we just good <get> vibes, yeah.
2: <laughs> what a good feeling.
1: For sure. Gosh, yeah.
2: you start, because you, you could analyze it and just go, wait, we've got something here. <laughs> For and sure. how do I recreate that when they're on the road? If it's a phone call before your heat, because whatever it is, it's magic.
1: For sure. We got a big family chat going and um, I'm pretty close with my whole family, so we talk often and <laughs> so I feel the support even if I'm like a million miles away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Oh, that's so cool. So the Olympic experience. You know, actually doing it. But you're next to your childhood hero, Carissa Moore, obviously your your rival these days, but you're in a different sense because you're representing the same cause in a way. Did did it feel that way? We're surfing so individual. Did it feel like you actually could connect on a different level as competitors?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, I think that was pretty cool about the Olympic thing is like you Oh, you mean like how was it at the Olympics? Or, or like, like
2: being with Carissa, being with John John, being with Kalohai? Oh, like at the Olympics. Did like, that feel like you actually had a team kind of? Yeah, Because w- you're not in a team sport, you okay. know? Okay.
1: Yeah, I think um, that was like the interesting thing about surfing is like in the Olympics, it it is such an individual sport. It is such a cutthroat sport, and you are there to win for yourself and. Um, and I think it was funny because we were all staying together and surfing together and eating together and doing everything together and spending every moment together. And I think that's a lot different than when you're on the tour. You know, you kind of have your crew and your own program. And obviously everyone's really friendly, but you're there to win yourself and you don't really care about anybody else. Um, where the Olympics, you know, you're kind of on the beach cheering for everyone to do good. But at the same time, you know, I guess you're there for Yeah, you were definitely there to win your own medal for sure, but you also wanted them to be in the final with you. And so, um, yeah, the whole experience was really cool, and I feel like we kind of all bonded, and it was a lot of fun, and um, it was kind of sad leaving. I was like, oh, it was like a little family vibe we had going on. But, um, yeah, I definitely feel like it felt more like a team vibe for sure. And, um, you know, you're there representing your country. You want everyone to do good, and um, so that was cool.
2: How cool is that for support as well once you become an Olympian?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before, honestly. It was, like, pretty amazing. And the feeling of just representing your country, it just felt so proud and awesome. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Hey, I hear you think podcasts are all about true crime, huh? Well, wise guy, the iHeartRadio app's got all kinds of podcasts. We got stuff you should know and stuff they don't want you to know. We got Bobby Bones, Big Boy, and Lou Later. We got SpongeBob binge pants and exotic erotic story time. We got Doughboys, Two Dudes in a Kitchen, Green Eggs and Dan. Hey, we got ElfQuest. We got podcasts for everything on the iHeartRadio app for free. If you don't download that, well, that's not just a true crime, my friend. That's criminal.
0: Manduka was founded in 1997 with the simple idea that a better yoga mat could make a world of difference. For generations, Manduka has revolutionized the yoga space by providing purposely crafted products that enable a more joyful practice, whatever that looks like for you. The collaboration between Manduka and Jerry Lopez honors Jerry's profound dedication to both surfing and yoga disciplines. The limited edition collection showcases Jerry's signature camouflage print inspired by his surfboards. It fuses his iconic surf style with Manduka's commitment to quality and sustainability, offering everyone a unique expression of their practice. We all know that having the right gear is essential and a yoga mat is no different. Feel the benefits of yoga with Manduka's soulfully engineered, eco-friendly products designed to inspire your practice wherever you go. The Manduka and Jerry Lopez collection want to inspire you to practice yoga however you choose to. And from now until June 10th, you will get 15% off of all products when you visit manduka.com with the code THE LINEUP15. That's Manduka.com code THE LINEUP1515.
2: as a pro athlete, as an Olympian, all these beautiful things like dreams for people and yourself to accomplish. Uh, How have you learned to go, I'm allowed to have my own life and then sort of my professional life. Have you been able to navigate that really well?
1: I think that's like probably the hardest part for me is like, okay, like, um, obviously, there's a level of selfishness you need to have. And, um, and, yeah, you're obviously on this, like, journey where I just want to accomplish my goals so bad and like anyone that's going to get in the way of that you know you kind of have to eliminate from your life and so it can be yes it sounds really selfish but it's it's true you know so um yeah it's definitely at times I have a hard time kind of balancing like okay I need to be a kid and have fun but I also like need to be serious and be a competitor but I do feel like now I have a a lot better balance um than I used to. I'm like, it's it's okay to do it all. You know, you can have fun and also be the most hardworking person in the room. So, um, yeah, I do feel like I got a good balance. Definitely don't have it figured out, but <laughs> I feel like in a good spot with it right now. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. fun part is figuring it out, right? Right,
1: exactly, yeah.
2: Is there an emotion that you like to have when you compete? Like, do you like to compete happy? Do you like to compete angry or anything like that? Have you figured that out at all?
1: Um, I definitely... I definitely think when I'm like happy and just peaceful, I definitely just do my best surfing. Um and so yeah, I like to compete happy for sure. I think um once you get in the water you just it you just kinda turn into like a I don't know, you just <laughs> like a crazy competitor, but but just like overall just at the events and, and just like the place I'm at, I think when I'm happy I just end up doing better. Um and just kinda having a little bit of swagger, like, you know, just kinda confidence and and happy is when I can be my best. <laughs> I like that. I don't know how to explain it, but. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, definitely happy. I don't really even think about that. I just kind of go with the flow. Do you
2: think you've ever intimidated anyone, be- intimidated anyone before the <laughs> heat started? I don't start? know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe,
1: I don't know. That's pretty I,
2: cool. That's a win. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do definitely... people do that
2: on tour? I mean, do you think that happens? <laughs> I think it does.
1: Yeah, I, maybe a little bit. I definitely, am, I definitely just like, I don't really, on the land stuff, I'm like, whatever. I'm. I feel like I have, I feel like I have a personality where I talk to everyone and I'm like friends with everyone but um you know definitely when I'm in the water it's just that all just kind of goes away and you don't really care how close you are to the person you're just like I want to beat you and you know if you just you're so focused on your goals and what's what's kind of good for you and so um I think it's really cool. I think all the girls kind of have a great um kind of respect for each other like in the water it's game time and then on land everyone could be really cool and you know have a glass of wine after and have fun and whatever you know
2: <laughs> what's the weirdest thing that's happened in heat anyone like start singing to you or anything <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, I had someone scratch me my heat once, but we're not going to who, <laughs> I'm not gonna okay. say who who it was. and where? Okay, <laughs> yeah. where are they from? You want the drama. Yeah. Joe wants the drama. This
2: is, this, this is for the show. This is ratings. Yeah, I had
1: someone scratch me, and I've had some weird questions asked in a heat before, but really? it's all good. Yeah, yeah super weird. <laughs> um, just about, like... I don't even know but um yeah it's all good. But you knew
2: where it was coming you're like yeah. you're trying to throw me off. Right and then
1: now. we 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 sorted after like it was just like a hey I'm sorry like I was in the moment type of thing and I was like no worries like I get it like whatever you know.
2: That's how you want to win?
1: <laughs> no, I look I get it like when you're when you want something so bad sometimes you just like say things or do things that are crazy and so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, everything's good. Nothing, Apology, nothing too on. crazy. You just move on, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and I think it's really cool when someone like tries super hard against you. I like really respect that. Cause I'm like, th- you know, that means you, you know I don't know, think I'm good. Like I really think that's cool. when someone just tries super extra hard against you. Like that's sick. You want that. I respect- you want that. That's what you want.
2: Yeah, oh, I like it. Yeah. Rip curl WSL finals is a pretty amazing, intense format. Uh, you're looking at where you are right now, what's it going to take to get a spot at lower trestles this year?
1: Yeah, I just think kind of kind of take it heat by heat and just kind of keep focusing, keep doing what I'm doing. And I feel like it's been kind of working this year, and I feel like I'm in a good place with, with everything. And, um, yeah, my boards feel right, my mind feels right, um, and I got a good routine going. So just kind of stick with that and just, yeah, take it heat by heat and just focus on – Focus on the moment, be in the moment, and um, just do really good, I guess.
2: (laughs) What do you think about the format?
1: Yeah, I think, um, obviously, it's really exciting. I think it brings a lot of drama, um, and it's really cool. It's at Trestles. Like Selfishly, that's in my backyard, so um, it's pretty awesome. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I haven't been in the finals yet, so I guess uh, hopefully I can tell you at the end of September what it feels like, but... um, yeah, I guess we'll see how the format is.
2: <laughs> what was it like watching? Because we've had two versions where Carissa won her fifth world title, and yeah. we saw her as the number one seed lose what was felt like a sixth world title in her hands, and yeah. Steph go from the first match all the way through. What was it like watching that?
1: Yeah, it was definitely cr- crazy to watch. You know, I think um, I think if you are in that number one spot, you do have to be really strong-minded because you are watching someone win heats before you and, and kind of already in this rhythm, you know. So. Um, I think kind of when you come in lower, you kind of have a bit of an underdog and you're kind of just like, okay, like everything kind of has to go right for me to win, where if you're first, you do have everything to lose, you know, and you really have to be on that day. And so, um, but at the same time, it's such an advantage because you only have to win two heats. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. It's obviously super exciting and, um, it's, it's pretty crazy to think you can win from fifth, but, and lose at first, you know, so there's a lot of scenarios that can happen, but, um. Yeah, may the best person win. There
2: we go. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, Tyler, Chris, so they're already going to be there. You're in a great spot You're sitting third in the world. That's got to feel amazing coming into the last two events of the season.
1: For sure. Yeah, it's super exciting. And um, I feel like I'm in a good spot. And the next two events are really exciting, some of my favorites on tour. So super excited for J Bay and Tahiti. And um, yeah, hopefully I can get a really good result here and clinch my spot. And um, But yeah, whatever it takes, I'm willing to do to, I really want to be in the finals.
2: The move is obviously very meaningful for your career, Um, having lowers there and how important that wave is for your career. Um, But it's like you probably have to remind people, hey, I'm still from Florida though, right? They probably want to claim you in California.
1: For sure. For sure. I think some people think I am from California. I'm like, no, I'm from Florida. Always will be. Um, And yeah, like I said, super proud of that. I love my people from Florida. I love Florida. He's ang- angry. <laughs> um, That's a little shop for Florida <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah, that huh? was like, Florida shop. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Like, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, moving to Sangamani has been a great move for my career. And, um, and so, yeah, just having Lowers in my backyard has been pretty amazing. So I feel like it's been a great kind of combo to bounce back in between those two places and just kind of, um, yeah, I feel like it's a really good combo, those two places, for sure.
2: What does the wave at Lowers bring out of your surfing?
1: Yeah, it's I guess the best way I can describe it is kinda of like a liquid skate park. You kinda of can just do everything and um super rippable, it's really fun. Um it's like a really good left and a right and so I think it's great for trying boards and just kinda of working on certain maneuvers, you know. You can kinda of just be like, Hey, I wanna work on errors and just work on errors and you will get that consistent like section, you know, because it's it's a pretty consistent wave and it's like super rippable. So um yeah, it's been really good for all that stuff. <laughs>
2: I did want to ask you about Luke Egan, because he's mm-hmm. an absolute legend. Still ripping, geez, yeah. oh, in his 50s and never slowing down. That's been a really cool partnership for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been really cool to have Luke in my corner, and um, yeah, like, I really look up to his surfing, and um, I just really enjoy having him around. He has, like, a really cool, like, calm energy about him, and um, he has a lot of great stories about from when he was on tour. and. Um, yeah, I think like he's got so much knowledge and I'm just stoked he's able to share that with me. And so definitely when he talks, I definitely, you know, listen, I feel like a sponge around him for sure. I'm like, hey, take it all in. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, um, it's been really cool to have him in my corner.
2: If he was an animal at the safari, which one would he be?
1: Well actually, um, I call him Wreck It Ralph because he has his arms and he like he goes like so low and his hands are so big. So I call him Wreck It Ralph because he's just like this like I don't know, it's just funny. Um, so since since I like first started working on him, like you look like Wreck-It Ralph. It's like one of my favorite like kid movies. So more than an animal, he looks like Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know.
2: It's amazing. <laughs> it's a even, wingspan, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's the
1: wingspan in the hand. He has massive hands and feet. And um yeah, it's pretty funny, so I call him Ralph sometimes. <laughs> That's the
2: secret. You yeah. mentioned you've got a really good routine, and you're in this part of your career, 21 now, third in the world, three finals, one win this season. What is that routine, and is it drastically different from what you were doing in the past?
1: Um, I don't know if it's, like, drastically different. I think just kind of... Um, I feel like just things are kind of in, in check right now with like my boards and kind of my mindset. I think my mindset has been the biggest thing I've worked on is just really believing in myself and believing in myself when I'm behind in the heat or whatever the situation is, just knowing like, okay, I, I got this, you know, I've, I've like worked really hard on this and um, I've trained for this and just now's the time to just, you know, really believe in yourself. And I think, um, yeah, just kind of having a good program with Luke and um, just kind of really trusting the process and um, you know, when there are hard loss, losses, like really learn from it, and when you win, like really enjoy it and and have fun. But, you know, still keep on track. And so, um, just little things like that. Nothing too drastically. Nothing too, yeah, too drastically changed. But you know, I like that. If I said that right, but. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nothing drastically different. Yeah. yeah.
1: drastically different. Thank you. <laughs> That's why you interview people not me.
2: <laughs> I do it all the time in the booth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just keep going.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, um.
1: But yeah, I don't know. Just kind of like just. Yeah, just and also I think just like being in the moment, not like really worrying about too much that's like what's what's ahead of me. I think it's really easy to kind of always look so far at what's ahead of you when you always have a date to look forward to or um, the next place you're going to the next place. And I think just kind of trying to be in the moment as much as possible and just enjoy where I'm at and the people around me and the, the wave in front of me, and that's been really cool for me to kind of try and do.
2: Presence is a gift.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's hard to do too, you know, because you always are like, hey, what am I doing next? You know, but... Um, yeah, just trying to be in the moment and just really enjoy it, you know, because it goes by quick.
2: Especially when you're goal driven. It's like there's always something else right? you're trying to achieve. I'm asking you about finals and yeah. you're trying to be right here. You right. Know what I mean? And that's like,
1: what I mean. Like, obviously, it's. it's
2: the prep's got to be there, but you got to stay where you are. For sure. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I guess that's the best way I can explain it is like you're so goal driven that you always want to look forward. But you kind of I'm tr- trying to do my best to just be in the moment and just kind of enjoy that. And that's been kind of really fun to do.
2: You qualified at such an interesting time. You mentioned, you know, you won the first big prize purse when it was equal prize money. Uh, obviously, waves like Pipeline in Tahiti on the calendar. Speaking of Pipe and Tahiti, do those waves really excite you on tour?
1: For sure. I think um, they're really exciting and really challenging. Um, I've definitely had a lot more waves at Chopu than I have at, have at Pipe. Um, so... Yeah, Tahiti is one of my favorite places to go to, and obviously, Pipe's a really fun challenge. I feel like I haven't really gotten that many good waves out there, I think, with the crowd, and just, like, I don't know, you definitely really have to send yourself over the ledge there, so I'm really, that's a really fun one for me to, like, kind of challenge myself of, like, okay, like, that's a really a wave I really want to do good at and get really good waves at, and so um, that one's, like, a really fun challenge, and Tahiti as well. You know, I think they're, like I said before, they're really challenging waves, but also, like, um, if you do get good ways out of them, it feels very accomplishing. So um, it's really exciting for sure.
2: That's so cool. And I was kind of thinking for a lot of the women's tour, it's almost like tours changing, there's pipe, there's Tahiti. But you're also managing your schedule of preparing for all the events on tour. Uh, What have you done to prepare and like what can you do in such a short period of time to get reps in at at waves like that?
1: Yeah, you're so right. I do feel like the tour was one way and then all of a sudden they just switched and I feel like We all the girls didn't really have enough time to be like Oh, we we didn't really have all those years to spend at Pipeline to get waves out there, you know, we're um, We never had to so we never really, you know, did that as much and so I think now that's kind of the main focus, like, if there is a swell at pipeline or, or Tahiti, you kind of are like, okay, I, I want to go and I want to get good waves, you know, and um, those are waves that you can never get enough experience at, and it's it's always changing, and there's so many different, like, um, moods of pipeline and, and chopu, so um, I think now it's just like, okay, like um, the events are changing, and now I just really want to, like, learn that wave, and it's just another new, fun challenge, and so... I think um, as the years go, goes on and um, we start surfing out there more, I think it's going to be really exciting to see like what the girls can accomplish, you know, and um, like we saw Moana Jones' wave sticks out in my mind, that was amazing and she's been one of the girls that surfed out at Pipeline, I think probably more than anyone and so you can really see how it's paid off, she's getting crazy barrels, so it's really cool to see and it's really inspiring.
2: That's so cool. Do you have an event on the calendar that you're like, I can't wait for this one and kind of put yourself in the moment of like, I could win that event before the season starts?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like Bell's has always been a really exciting one for me. Um, I just like love, it's just such an iconic event and I feel like it'd be such a cool one to win um, just because there's so much history behind it and a lot of my heroes have won that event. So Bell's is a one I really look forward to every year. obviously J Bay is one that's like super exciting um and it's just such a amazing wave and uh it would be really cool to win a wave like Tahiti just get barreled and win would be super cool so yeah there's a few that are exciting for sure (laughs) and
2: are there any where you're like oh boy this is gonna be a lot of work
1: um obviously yeah pipe and sunset are waves that you're like okay like you can go there and you might not feel like you practice very much and not get um, very many waves but that's just like you know, the beauty of it. And you just kind of got to roll with it. And like I said, that's why I try to, try to go out there as much as possible and chase swells and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know, every year's so different. You know, like I said, it's just, you don't know what the forecast is like and that's just like the beauty of our sport. You just kind of got to roll with it. Yeah. So
2: true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caroline, I'm so proud of you uh, for everything you do for surfing, uh, who you are as a person, uh, reminding us to grow as well. You're an inspiration and I can't wait to see you put the jersey on again.
1: Thanks Joe, this is fun conversation yeah do it again <laughs> thank you <laughs> awesome.
2: absolutely of course cool
0: so that's it that was one-on-one with joe trapel and caroline marks i hope you enjoyed it be sure to watch caroline and the remaining ct surfers wrap up the regular ct season at the shiseido tahiti pro presented by OuterKnown, live at worldsurfleague.com and the wsl app do not miss it Today's episode is executive produced by Jed Pearson, Tim Greenberg, and myself, produced by Miguel Clemente, with art direction by Jason Panning, and copywriting by Dan Willen, with support from Gina Chichao. Thanks to them, and thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate their support. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are, and we'll see you next Tuesday. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify.